Hello and welcome. Uh, in this episode, we're going over the one thing you could do that will make you stand out when trying to connect with people, what to look for when finding uh, in finding not just clients, but referral partners, how to stay in touch with prospects without sounding like it's a nonstop sales pitch. You will get to watch me get exposed and coached by my friend Eli, and you will get instant access to Eli's gift the follow-up blueprint. Um, today's guest is Eli Delaney. Welcome, Eli. It's my pleasure to be here, my friend. How are you doing today? I am good. And our topic today is the uh, is the fortune is in the follow-up. Yes. Okay. Now, welcome to the Conference for Entrepreneurs. My name is Mustafa Hosseini. I am here with another guest, guest and another amazing topic. As usual, if you're watching or listening, please like and subscribe on whichever channel you're watching. And if you have any questions, please uh, put them at the, in the comments on social media and we'll get back to you. And uh, if you know other people who could benefit from this conversation, which is growing their business through follow-ups, uh, please uh, have them uh, uh, tagged in a comment so they could benefit from this and or share the link with them. Now, I'm also sharing this step-by-step a checklist for our program, Simple Retention Formula, which is along what we're talking about today. And if you want access to this step-step-by-step -step blueprint um, and uh, the uh, process, uh, type the word retention in a comment below and we'll send you the link to download it. Now, uh, welcome, Eli. How was your day so far? It's doing awesome. Busy, crazy, Beautiful. all kinds of fun stuff. And where about are you? Uh, Portland, Oregon. Love it. And so let me do the proper introduction to my friend Eli, and we're going to dive into a very interesting conversation that is very dear and near to my heart. And we we are almost in a similar business, and you guys will find out soon here why. Now, Eli Delaney is your automated systems strategist and is known as the people whisperer. You know the dog whisperer? This guy is like the, the people version, right? He's an Amazon bestseller with his two books, Marketing Tidbits and Networking Tidbits. With a passion for connecting people, his best-selling training course, Networking Like a Rockstar, has over 1,373 students registered globally. Eli helps speakers, authors, and coaches automate their follow-up to grow their business without having to have an MBA from MIT. He is the guy to help you build a 24-7 automated system and turn you into a follow-up rock star. And as all we, we all know, money is in the follow-up. So hang in there and whatever you're doing, put it aside and you know stay tuned for the next hour as Eli is going to share with you some very interesting information and some tidbits where you can apply today and see results as soon as maybe today or tomorrow or sooner, right? Yeah. All right, Eli, how's your day so far, my friend? It's going awesome. Like I said, I'm busy, having fun stuff going on. Um, I've done a couple of these things already today, which is awesome. I love getting to share this stuff. And, you know, special treat for me, my daughter happens to be in town, so I'm getting to spend some time with her before she, she drives back on Friday. Love it. Love it. Love it. So let's get started. Eli, what is um, your story? Oh, there's all kinds of bits and pieces, but we'll keep it to the concise version of it. Um, sure. Previous, previous life, I was in the rock and roll business. I was actually a roadie. I uh, did that for quite a while. Had a lot of fun. Met some really amazing musicians. Um, 
all kinds of artists in different different areas. But obviously, when you know the the rock and roll world, you understand that that people sometimes have recreational habits. And my boss had those recreational habits that affected my paycheck. It was time for me to get out of that. Uh -huh. So got out of that world, got into working for a small computer shop in Phoenix, Arizona, learned the ins and outs of computers, of internet services back in the day when 56K was the big thing. I know a lot of people probably listening to this don't even know what that is. Uh, way before high speed was a normal thing. And that's how I actually started my first company, which was a web and graphic design agency. And we took that from just me and myself working out of my dining room to opening up an office. I had five employees and we're closing three to five contracts a week. And it was purely through networking. It was connecting with other people. I didn't pay for any kind of advertising because at the time I didn't even really know what I was doing in that aspect. It was just a, we've got, you know, I need to get clients. I need to meet people. And lo and behold, fast forward, you know, 27 years later, meeting cool people right above my head here. This is what I do. I have a lot of fun with it. And so it kind of, it was the start to, to something that ended up being much bigger. Love it. And then, so um, I noticed you still have a Phoenix phone number. Yes. Yeah. I just, there's no reason to change it. That's been my cell phone forever. So we just keep it that way. Love it. And so what do you do these days and who do you serve? So we've evolved the system. We, I actually haven't built a website for anybody for over a decade now. As a matter of fact, we're probably going on like 14 years, I think, something like that. Um, what ended up happening was I started teaching a lot of this stuff and teaching how to maintain websites. And I fell in love with it. Next thing I know, I had became a speaker, started you know speaking on stage, teaching marketing stuff. And I realized that I might speak on stage and there might be 100 people in the audience. And maybe I get 10 people to say, okay, Eli, this is awesome. I'm ready. Here's my credit card. Let's do this. And my brain immediately went to the other 90%. What happened to them? Why didn't they buy? What did I do wrong? How can I build, you know, get back with them later? And so I started building these follow-up processes that eventually got popular amongst other people. They were coming to me, asking me to help them with that. And eventually that turned into what we do now, which we've actually packaged it up into a program I call the follow-up rockstar system. And basically it's a matter of helping our, our clients turn their everyday conversations into long-term conversations, evergreen processes that will work day in and day out because you're human. You're going to get busy. Once you get it, you know, you get five people, that's easy. 50 people, that's a little bit harder, but you can kind of do it. You get 500 people to follow up with. You're going to drop the ball just because you're human. So let's use the tools and technology we have to put systems in place that will take care of a lot of the heavy lifting and get us the time back that we need to have real conversations and real dialogues with people. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So there's always this um, objection that I hear and I probably have it myself. And that is that the automation and technology makes it kind of an inhuman type of yeah. approach. And it's, uh, uh, it's not personal. Yeah. So then in, in, in your experience, how can we make automation human and personal? Okay, great question, because I will seriously tell you, I get asked that all the time. I, and that is the number one objection I get from people is I don't want to do it because then it takes me out of it and it just doesn't feel right. People don't want to talk to a robot. And we get that. And of course, the biggest problem with that is a lot of people are using 
automation, whether it be an email system or a bot or um, automated texting, all the different things that are out there. And it's not because the software or the, the technology doesn't work. It's that because it's not being used properly. And that's really the big thing with it. You need to have your messaging congruent with you as a human being. What would you say? How would you say it? How would you react? And that is what makes the difference. So as a great example, I I love email. Okay, Email is still my favorite form of marketing communication because I have control of it. I can make it as long or as short as I want to. Um, and the right people will pay attention to it. That's the great thing. Some people say email marketing is dead. That's because their emails suck. That's really what it boils down to. So get away from the newsletter mindset and the constant blasting and constant pitching mindset, which is what so many business owners do, and come back to a, if I was going to send you an email, what would that look like? And generally speaking, it's going to be, you know, hey, Mustafa, I had something kind of cool to come up the other day I wanted to share with you. Now, one of the examples I use, I use this all the time. People that know, if you've ever seen me talk before, I always share this book. This is The Go-Giver by Bob Burke. Amazing, amazing book. You're shaking your head, so I'm sure you've read it, right? Yeah, we've had Bob on the show, actually. Awesome. Bob is an amazing dude. I, I love him to death. He's one of my favorite people in this world. And um, and he's like me. He's a, good, he's a good dog person, too. So in case you didn't know that part about him. Um, so I share this book and I'll tell, and I'll say, if you haven't read this book and I'll tell people, anybody watching this right now, if you haven't read the book, go pick up a copy of it. Number one is it is about coming from a place of giving and building the relationship. That's why it's called the go giver, because you know that if you do it right and just give karma will come back, it will come back to you. You don't know how it will. It may not be from the same person, but it will come back. And Absolutely. I always share this with people about how great it is. And then I say, I would love for you to go pick up a copy of this book, go read it. It's very easy. You can read it in two or three hours and then connect with me, reach out to me. Let me know what you thought. I would love to hear that. Okay. Now what I just did there was I gave you a tip. I gave you a resource. I gave you a recommendation. It's not mine. It's not my book. It's somebody else's. And you and I just started a conversation about Bob, right? So now we have commonality. We're having a conversation and I'm encouraging everybody who reads this book to message me, reach out. I don't care how you connect with me. You can connect with me on any social media site. I'm very easy to find. And tell me, what did, what impact did this book make on you? Because I want to have that. I want to hear that. Now we just started the conversation. There's no Man, pitch. I There's no sales going on. We just started a conversation. And you can do this with everything. And the cool thing about this is I can take what I just said, what I just shared with you, and I can write that up as an email. And say, hey, here's this great book. Here's why I like it so much. Here's even a link to Amazon. Check it out. And I would love it for you to check it out. It's only about a three-hour read. Reply back. Let me know what you thought once you read it. Now we open up dialogue. And dialogues and conversations are where actual sales happen. That's where it builds the relationship. And that's where no like and trust comes into play. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. I've probably read that book a good nine times. Mm -hmm. And it's yep. such a nice and sweet story that I could read it in, in a day. Yeah. And I probably read it once or twice a year just to remind myself. Yep. And it, it, it's an amazing book.
Yeah. It is an amazing book. And then, and things like that. If you have, and I'm sure you have other books like that, that you would recommend that you, that you love and that make a difference in the impact for you by taking that. So whether that's a email, whether it's a text message, maybe it's a Facebook message, it doesn't matter what the medium is, but taking that and just saying, Hey, here's something that's helped me out. I thought it might help you out too. check it out. Let me know what you think. Now I have, I have talked about this book for at least a decade. I, I always, I always make the joke that I should probably, you know, reach out to Bob and see about getting some commissions at some point. Cause I probably responsible for selling thousands of this book. Um, but it, and I do that as I do that as a joke, but it doesn't matter if you and I are talking about the book today or the people who saw, got an email from me 10 years ago, talking about the book, it still made a difference made a difference to them back then. It made a difference to you today. If somebody else here gets one of my emails or he hears me talk about it on a different show made down the road, it doesn't matter when they hear the message. The message is still the same and it's still relevant, which makes it evergreen. And that's where automation comes into play because then you can use tools like your CRM, your email autoresponders. You can schedule posts and social media, all the different things that are out there using automation, but you share the message just like you would in a one-on-one -on -one situation, but then you schedule it for down the road. That's automation, but it's still you talking. Love it. So um, what... To just do a summary in one sentence, how do we make automation human again? Be yourself. Share right. good stuff. Share good stuff. Yeah, that's and stop it. Like that's share selling. good stuff. That's all it is. And yeah. not necessarily your stuff, by the way. That, that, that is, I'll give one yeah. caveat because somebody will mess it up. Yeah. And they'll, and they'll start pitching their book. Don't pitch your book. Even if it's relevant, don't pitch your book because it's still your book. Even if you're selling it for 99 cents on Amazon, it's still a pitch for your book that takes that different element out of it. Now, there's a time and a place for that. I'm not saying you don't sell your own stuff. You do. But just sharing tips, tricks, resources, things like that that are valuable, that really you don't get anything other than good karma for doing, that's where the magic really is. And then when you do have something to sell people are more likely to pay attention because they've already gotten value from you first. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so what is the, so I am thinking of, I've been working on this um, before I ask, ask my next question is I've been working on putting a newsletter together okay. for what I'm working on this week. Here is what I'm thinking about. Here is a YouTube video I found. Here is a podcast I found interesting. Mm -hmm. Here is a resource or a software tool that I found interesting, right? Yep. Instead of pitch, 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 it's like, here is me and how I'm evolving. And like you said, you might find this interesting as well. Yeah. Right? Uh, you know, I, I find it that if I have a problem, chances are a whole bunch of other people have the same problem. Oh, and we can talk about our challenges and problems. Mm -hmm. And that would probably be getting a better readability and engagement in terms of a newsletter or mm -hmm. you know an email you send to your email or like you said posting on social media be like here's a youtube video i found really useful this week right right or here's 12 of them i don't yeah. know yeah well and here's and here's the thing let me let me um kind of bounce something off of you for this, this is an idea for you is i'm not i'm not a big fan of newsletters because nobody right. really wants a newsletter they don't read it 
they they're literally they were bombarded by stuff all the time. But if you were to take those, say you had five things you wanted to share, break them out and do mm -hmm. one email that says, hey, here's a book that I thought thought you might find interesting. Here's why I like it. Here's a link to it. Let me know what you thought. That's an email. And a few days later, come back with another one. Here's a great video that I saw on YouTube about XYZ. I thought it might be interesting to you. Check it out. Let me know your thoughts. Absolutely. And Does you it have break to be like really like simple, like two sentences? Hey, hey, John, uh, today yeah. I found this video. I thought you might find it interesting. Click here to find out more about it. Have a great day, Mustafa. Yeah, like because that's what you would like do. 15 pages newsletter type of deal. Yeah, because here's the thing: nobody wants to read 15 pages of stuff. Yeah, only I if they're it. very, if it's very topical at that moment, will they ever I spend love that much time. That idea. So yeah, break it down. And like, if you were gonna send me an email, if you found something powerful, you would literally send me an email that says, "Hey Eli, I found this that I thought was interesting, and I thought it might be useful to you. Check it out. Here's the link." That's if you were to send me that email, that's what it would essentially look like, right? Absolutely. There would be no fancy graphics or long, big just descriptions or anything like that. It's just, you know, <clears throat> pop open Gmail and go, hey, this is some, something I found that I thought you might find useful. Here's why I like it. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Boom. Now, here's the thing with it. This is a psychological thing is that, yes, we know we're on people's list. There's no hiding of that. People are not stupid. They know that they're on a list but you don't have to shove it in their face by being boring. You can send one little tip that looks and feels like you stopped, opened up your Gmail and sent that email to me personally and still use the same system. You're still using the same software, the same technology behind the scenes, but it looks, acts, and feels like you sent me that message. And when you do that, we're not hiding anything. We're not trying to be devious, but we're not blatantly saying, hey, this is an email that's got a whole bunch of crap that you're not going to pay any attention to anyway. And it went out to 10,000 people. <laughs> you're just Absolutely. saying, you know, hey, you man, just, you just, cool. You just gave me some re a, a really good idea to break it up because here's where I was getting stuck. And that mm -hmm. is creating an entire email with the video, with the thought, with this, with that, yeah. that would take me an hour or two to put together. But you just gave me an amazing idea. Like, here's a quick thing. Hey, I just found this video really interesting. I could blast that to my entire list Yep. in a matter of five minutes. Yeah. And I could probably have templates set, built around the video, the book, the audio, what I'm having challenges with this week. Like, yep. there's like four or five templates yeah. that I could use and build. And here's a, here's a tip for you, gang. The first time that you send that email out, you create your template. From then on, you could you use that template if you're in Infusionsoft or ActiveCampaign or any other type of um, right. um, email software. So that was yeah. a good coaching moment for me. I yeah, love it. And thank you. And we do that. I'm happy to share that. And that's actually what we do is we teach our clients to do it. And we have the templates for them to use. And the love idea it. is then you mix and match it. Again, you make it evergreen. So when somebody comes into your world, they may not get today's message. They get the one that was at the beginning. So my claim to fame is I have a campaign that runs for over three years. My, my running joke is that I could go outside and get hit by a bus today. I'm still going to sell you stuff for three more years. 
that's a good problem to have. Yeah. Now, uh, people bite back on that one and, and they freak out about me saying that. So rest assured, I look both ways twice before crossing any streets and I avoid buses. But it goes to show what's possible that you build this, you build it so it's adding value. It's timely, but not time-based. It's evergreen and then automated. You set it up and just let it run. When I built this, I, you know, I would build like four emails and maybe I was actually six emails. I would sit down and in a half a day, write six emails with ideas. And that's coming from scratch. And then they would get put into my system. And then a month later, I come back and do another six. And a month later, I come back and do another six. And I was just always two extra ahead. And lo and behold, after doing that for a while, next thing I knew, I had three years worth of stuff. I don't have to touch it. You know, I go back and I update. Sometimes things don't, they don't, they're not really what I would recommend now versus what happened then. I might take an email out and replace it with a different one. But when com somebody comes into my world, they start at the beginning and they go through the process. And, you know, you want to have the fun part of this. Once you get it for a couple of years, you can get to the end. You just loop it back to the beginning because nobody will remember that far back anyway. Uh, you know, you can use that if you want to, or you can keep going. But the idea is use that content forever because it's evergreen and always, always will be valuable. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Um, that, I think that that's just going to help that one tip, gang, if you're watching or listening. And if you gang, if you're watching or listening, you have any, any questions for Eli, uh, put them in a comment and we'll make sure we cover that question. So Eli, what is the um, um, first campaign that we should start with? What's the one must thing that we, we have to have that? The first thing you have to have when, you, when you, you're out there is you have to have some form of lead magnet. And lead magnet is a boring, sterile term with it, but it literally is the, the way people can get to know more about how, who you are and how you can help them. And that you, we see that as, you know, there's different things. There's a book, there's checklists, there's videos, video series, all kinds of different stuff out there. My personal favorite is a checklist. And a checklist is very, is great for two reasons. Number one is it's very easy to create. You can have it up and running 100% in half a day. Okay. The second thing is because it's so simple, it's only two or three pages. It also makes it very consumable. You want something that's fast to consume and creates an urge of action right away. This is where a lot of people miss the boat. Because if you're if you're like me and pretty much everybody else that I really have talked to, you download stuff all the time because we're information junkies. But you got stuff that you've never even looked at. You might have a video series that you bought a program that you bought and you never logged in to go check it out. Or somebody has a book and you got, you got the book, you downloaded the book and you looked at like, you know, the cover page and the, the forward. And that's as far as you got with it. Yeah. A checklist literally <clears throat> on the spot, they can get it. They can skim it because it's checklist format. It's not going to be long paragraphs or anything like that. And they can go, Oh, wait a minute. This is awesome. Instead of spending two minutes skimming it, they're going to spend 10 minutes reading it and you give them something actionable right then and there so they can take action within the hour. That's huge because that shows them in advance, you're easy to work with, you're knowledgeable, 
and you can get them results right out of the gate. Love it. So you want to give them a checklist or something very short and sweet. Yeah. And uh, have an action item at the end. Yeah. And there's going to be two actions. Technically, there's two actions because the first one is for something for them to do. Something for them to actually go get results. But then you always have to also have your true call to action, which is what's the next step? How do they connect with you when they go, this is awesome. Tell me more. And, you know, for a lot of people, um, you know, I work with a lot of coaches, consultants. I know you do too. People that are in the speaking world, we have, you know, book a calendar, book on our calendar. Well, that can be the easiest one. That's what I recommend for most people is like, hey, if this was useful and you'd like to have a conversation and see how we can really help you and your team go to the next level with whatever this thing is, then here's a spot to go grab a spot on my calendar. You know, if nothing else, we'll have a good conversation. I'll give you some some action steps that you can take and run. But if, you know, if otherwise, we could probably end up working together and we'll find out on the call. We'll see. Yeah. I think the, 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 um, the comment about the, the shortness on, uh, of your checklist and what you're providing is very important. And I think a lot of people get stuck on providing mm -hmm hours of content oh, yeah. and, and 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 tens and dozens of pages <laughs> of content yeah and just suffocating people with <laughs> with with information and then so this is what i learned recently as long as i've been in marketing there is way more value in in, in something that you give away if it takes less time to do it yeah. than it does like six months mm -hmm. Right. If you could fix a problem in six minutes, there is way more value in there than there is if you if you could fix the same problem in six months and act like you've been around the block for so long. And yeah. then it's it's a if you make it complicated, it, there's not much value in there. Right. And that's where um, and that is so, so true, because I'm I'm guilty of that. I I. It's like, I always have something else to share, to share. It's like, oh, but we could do this too. We could do that too. We could do this. And I had to find myself pulling back in a lot of situations. And if you have all these ideas, instead of making one great big thing, make a whole bunch of little ones and let people kind of pick and choose what actually spans out for that. Yeah. Um, that's one thing to do. But also you want to have it um, super simple and short for the fact that we live in a time deficit society right now. We are swamped. We always we don't have enough time to do the things we need to do. So if you can give them something in that short amount of time, what that ends up doing is making it easier for them to actually take action on it. Because you're like, I'm not going to give you 10 things to do. I'm going to give you one. I'm going to give you two. I even do this with my clients. We have a whole bunch of campaigns we work with. I've got a whole back end you know, database of of all these templates and all the stuff that I could give them. And I say, you will have access to all this stuff, but not yet. Because right now I want you to do this one thing, get it up and running, and then we'll go to the next step. And, you know, by the time we finish working together, I'm going to give you the rest of it. That's, that's, you already paid for it, but I don't want you getting shiny object syndrome. I want you to do this one thing, take action, do one thing, get results. And then we'll and go then to, the we'll next step. to the next thing. Exactly. Fair enough. So we have a lead magnet. Yes. And uh, let's say they come in and download your checklist, yep. which we talked about your checklist. I share my checklist mm -hmm. and then, uh, and then uh, people would download. Right. And then yep. you have a call to action 
on that checklist at the end, mm -hmm. what would that call to action look like? What would you say? It's going to be depending on your business structure because everybody's model is a little bit different. Give me um, your example. What what does yours look my, like? Mine basically is, you know, hey, if this sounds good and you like this stuff, you got results, I would definitely love to hear about it. I would be happy to jump on a call with you and see if we might be able to help you out. Yeah. Trust me. And I, I put this right in there. I'm like, this isn't about a sales call. This is about seeing how I can help you. If I feel that we can help you with what we have with our services, then we'll have that conversation. But it's about the conversation first. Rest assured yeah. that here's the link. I always tell people that because, you know, let's, I mean, we're not hiding anything. Yes, we want to get the sale. We're in business. You know, I'm the, I'm the yeah. first person to say I'm a capitalist. I like getting paid. But at the same time, that does not mean you have to throw it down, throw it in people's face all the time. And you don't have to be a pushy salesman. Have a conversation. Make it about just getting to know them and offering value. And oh, by the way, I would love to work with you more. Here's what that looks like. Is that sound of interest to you? One thing that you were talking about, I'm thinking of testing. Uh -huh. Is that is testing a call to action to have a conversation with our sales team because so that i'm not hiding the fact that this is a sales call mm -hmm. yeah like i could i could even say that hey if you're interested in buying this mm -hmm. right and you don't want to do it yourself you know because you don't have time have a conversation let's have a book a call with our sales team yeah. so they can tell you how we could do it for you so they know it's a sales call and i'm not going to hide that yeah, no, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. That. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I don't disagree with that, actually. the What I disagree with is book a free strategy session with me, which is basically everybody knows it's a sales call, but you're not <laughs> saying it's a sales call. So it sounds, yeah. it feels fishy. Yeah. So, so for me, <laughs> uh, I mean, like I said, it says above my head, I love meeting cool people. And if he, anybody who's watched me for a while knows that I am, I'll have, I'll have a conversation with anybody. I'm like the poster child for not what your children should be doing when it comes to talking to strangers. Um, I will talk to anybody anywhere. I have done business in the drive through of Starbucks before. Okay. So that's that, but that's my personality. So when I tell people I'm, I definitely was want to have a chat with you. It is a chat. And if I think that I can help you, then I'll be like, you know what? I would love to work with you. Would you be interested in hearing how that would look? Yeah. But that's an, it's an afterthought kind of situation. But like what you're talking about is you're looking for qualified conversations for people who would be interested in buying. So you just change the verbiage up and say, if you would like to have a conversation with our salespeople uh, or our sales team to see how we can help you with working with us by working with us, Here's how you would do that. So you're setting the stage with honesty. Uh -huh. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely I think that not. is awesome to do it that way. I think I think so. Uh, I, and then it comes to it's a matter of testing. And one thing I want to bring up to people is like, don't be afraid to test. Yeah. The worst that's gonna that's gonna happen is nothing. Right. Yeah. You put it out there, and nobody takes you up on that offer. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's and that's the cool thing about it too. I mean, you can literally you split test it. And say, okay, you know, this, I put it in front of a hundred people here and a hundred people here. These people booked calls. These people didn't, that ain't working. Move on. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, that's an easy thing to do. And if you want to, if you're going to drive like Facebook traffic or something to it, that's a quick and easy answer to do that. Absolutely. I have, I also have stuff that is designed that is more in that vein. It's like, 
here's a presentation. Here's, here's how we work with our clients. Yeah. Watch this video. And at the time, at the end, if this sounds good to you, you can apply to work with us. That's a sales conversation. I ain't hiding yeah. anything. Yeah. And they go into it knowing that I'm going to offer to sell it to them. Yeah. I mean, if I don't, that means they ain't qualified and I don't want to talk to them. You know, it's like, you know what? I don't think we're a good fit. Here's something you could go run with, which is something I think is really important. Um, you may, you know, when you get on a call with somebody and if you think somebody's not a good fit, there's nothing wrong with shortening the conversation and pointing them in the right direction to go do something. There's, there's a lot of credit in that because a lot of people don't do it. They will literally just say, ah, yeah, I don't think we're a good fit. Bye. Click. That's not cool. Okay. But if you can walk away and say, you know what? I don't know. You know, I don't think based on where you are and where we are, I don't think that we're, we're a good fit for us to work with you right now, but here's what I would suggest for you to go take steps right now. That could be referring them to somebody else. could be referring them to a book. I have a lot of people I get on calls with that financially, they're just not ready or business-wise, there's too new in their business. I'm happy to point them in the right direction. I'm like, you know what? Go buy this book, read it, and then come back to me and let me know what you thought. And then that way it's like, cool. I were, I mean, I'm not pitching them on anything fancy, but I still gave them value. And that 45 minute conversation might be 15 minutes. Absolutely. If Absolutely. nothing else, I help them along. That's all I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like you mentioned earlier, when, when, when there's like, oh, here's this free coaching session. It's a no obligation free coaching session. Mm, you yeah, know no. that's a sales pitch. It's right? a pitch. It's a pitch. And, and everybody so for knows me it. personally, if, if you tell me that, let's jump on a conversation. And then if, if it's a good, good, if you feel good about each other, yeah, you can think about signing up with our services. Then I know going in that it's a sales pitch. Yeah. But if you swear to God that it's not a sales pitch and I walk in, and you start pitching me and start selling me. Now I'm pissed off. Yeah, right? exactly. And now your customer would be pissed off. So don't yeah. do that to your customers. Be yeah. honest. Well, and, and it's uh, funny. Um, it's funny that you say that because I've had times where I've had conversations that I've, I've booked with people and I, and I'll get to that point and I'm like, I'll be honest with you. This, this call was not meant for us to have, for me to pitch you anything because it just wasn't, I wanted to get to know you honestly, but based on where you are, I really do think I could help you. And the cool thing is people are very appreciative of that. I can, I'm coming from a place of honesty of saying, you know what? Yeah. I didn't actually plan on trying to sell you anything, but based on these things, and I point out those things that we talked about, you know, if you're interested, I'd love to be able to talk to you about it. Sometimes we do it right then and there. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? If you're interested, I would love to book a call. But we, so we have more time to literally talk about that. And I have had that. I actually had somebody recently where we talked about it because I was going to be speaking on, potentially speaking on a summit they're putting on. And so I just basically told him, I'm like, you know, um, based on this conversation, I, I honestly think I might be able to help you out. Would you be open to having a separate call for that? He booked on my calendar for the next day. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think honesty helps quite a bit. And there's people, there's that fear and people, we, people have the fear of appearing salesy or being pushy. Right. And, and in my experience, every single time that I was honest about my sales intentions, it actually worked tenfold better. Yeah. For example, I ran a workshop and 
it was either a free workshop or a low ticket workshop. Mm -hmm. Every time in the beginning, in the very beginning of the workshop, I said, guys, sometime during the next two or three days, I'm going to invite you to my mastermind program. That's where I can server support you further. And yes, mm -hmm. that's a sales pitch and it's coming. Yeah. Right. So get ready for it. Yeah. Every time I did that, my sales was great. Yeah. Every time I hate it, I, I, I didn't do that in the beginning. And at the end, I came up, all right, guys, here's a time for a sales pitch. My sales just went down and they tanked. So yeah. that honesty piece, I think, it is huge. It like, is. Well, and that's what people just want to know what to expect. Yeah. That's, and that's where that's where the conversation is. Like everything I do when I have conversations with people, it's literally a, you know, hey, here's something. Go give this a try. See if it works. If it works for you, cool. Let me know. If it doesn't work, I'd love to hear that as well. Let's, you know, touch base with me. And I might connect back with them in two weeks and go, did you give that a try? And find out what happened there. And, you know, when it comes to that point, we're like, oh my gosh, this works so well. It was awesome. I was like, awesome. I would love to be able to help you more when you're ready. Let's have that conversation. You know where to find me. Love it. No, no pressure involved at all. Absolutely. All right. So we have a lead magnet. We have a call to action. Yep. And then some people take us up on that offer. Some people don't. Mm -hmm. Tell us about what the follow-up to that lead magnet should look like. So what we actually did, the very first thing is you need to have, you need to follow up about the lead magnet, uh -huh. not immediately into the pitch or the next step or the call to action per se, but you need to have some follow-ups. And again, I email is my preferred way. You can use texting. You can use uh, phone calls, direct mail, if you want to smoke signals, whatever. Um, do the follow-up about the lead magnet, about your yeah. checklist. Yeah. Send them an email, you know, two or three days later and just say, Hey, did you get a chance to read the checklist? Did you see the part in step three or number three on the list about X, Y, Z? And that's a great spot that if you have a case study kind of situation that you can share, that's something you could do with that is put that right there and just say, Hey, you know, we had so-and-so that actually did this. And that was a great example of it. You know, it's a great thing. And I'll, and I'll share this right now for everybody. Um, this is an action step. If you're not taking notes, take notes right now. Okay. Yep. Get out, you know, write an email to go out to your list, people that you have not communicated with for 30 days or more. Okay. And you're going to say the subject line is I'm such a slacker. That's your subject line. Cause you've got to have some fun with this. Right. So I'm just such a slacker. You go, Hey there, I did. I've done a horrible job of staying in touch with you. And I promise to do, or I'm sorry about that. And I promise to do better. I would love to hear what you've been up to. What projects are you working on? And is there anything I can do to help you out? Let me know. And then sign it. What now, so what are you doing? What are you up to? What projects are you working on? And is there anything I can do to help? I'm literally typing this as you're, as you're, there you go. Okay. Take that and then sign it. Now I want you to notice one very, 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 very critical piece of the whole thing. Do you notice there's no pitch? We're not going to do a PS. Yeah. If you would like to come to my next workshop, go here and none of that kind of crap. Okay. You're just going to go through and all you're doing is touching base with these people you haven't stayed in touch with for a while. Okay. Now, 
here is a great example of this. I had a client. Now, I actually teach this as a much bigger scale. I just gave you kind of a, a Cliff Notes version. First script, take it, run with it, go have fun with it. Um, I had a campaign that I helped the client with, and it was actually a three email campaign using this methodology, this plan, only there was a couple of other follow-ups behind it. She sends it out. First thing the next morning, I get an email from her saying, hey, Eli, we have to stop the campaign. I'm like, okay, what's going on? She goes, everybody responded. I'm like, what do you mean everybody responded? She goes, no, everybody responded. And my email? Yes. And her calendar was booked solid for the next month. You put a booking link there? No. They replied to her and she said, I would love to chat with you. Here's my calendar. She made over $12,000 by the end of the week because of that email right there. That, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. And that alone, which by the way, <laughs> before I go any further to this, please take that. Go do it today. Today, gang. Today. Not today. tomorrow. Don't not think tomorrow. about it for freaking six months. Today, yeah. try it. Go do it. <laughs> and then connect with me in any of the social media sites. I don't care where I'm easy to find. Um, connect with me and tell me what happened. I love, I have lots of these stories. I have one oh. guy who sent that email out. I'm West Coast. He is East Coast. He sends the email at 8 a.m. East Coast time. I'm just not even awake yet at that point. So I go, I get this email that says, Holy crap, Eli. I cannot believe this. I sent this at 8 a.m. I think we were at 8 a.m. my time when I saw this, maybe 7. Um, I've already had 20 people reply back to this. And it's not even halfway through the day yet. By the end of the week, he had a brand new $500 a month coaching program that he launched and had a person signed up for it that didn't exist. It wasn't even an idea on Monday when he sent the email. This is powerful stuff. I could see that. You could even send the message on your social media to your people. Yeah. Like on LinkedIn, on Facebook, to your friends. Hey, how's it going? I'm, I'm sorry I haven't been in touch. Yeah. I you can, you can use this on the other ones you, as well. I think another place where people get stuck is like, but I don't have an email list. Okay. Like, you don't have to have an email list. You have Facebook, you have Instagram, you have LinkedIn, you have all these other resources. You, you got wow. this thing right here. It's got an address book in it, doesn't it? Yep. Okay. It definitely does. Go and I just, probably have a few. And here's where the automation comes in. You don't have to go do anything fancy. Literally write it up in a Google Doc. Do your, your proofreading. Make sure it all looks good. And you literally copy, paste, send copy, paste, send. If you have to do it old school and the, the very slow, boring way, there you go. But instead of spending mm. five minutes writing it each time, you literally spend 30 seconds. And I that's the, it. that's the, the low rent version of it. Wow. Gang, if you're watching or listening, he just literally shared a 10 K kind of program that you could do in a matter of today yeah right half an hour if you have any, if, if you have any objections about that put them in a comment i'd love to see your objections about that <laughs> i would so. love to too because so far i haven't found anybody hasn't worked with <laughs> so far the worst case scenario i have heard was 
uh, one person I, I had do this and she came back to me the next the next day and she was like, oh my gosh, Eli, I cannot believe how powerful this was. I've gotten more responses to that email than anything I've ever done in the last three years. That was my worst case result. At that point, she hadn't sold anything. So that's why I call it the worst case. She she made sales down the road. I don't have the numbers on that one, but I know that that was literally in 48 hours. She was like, I cannot believe how responsive my list is. They never respond to this stuff, but this email was magic. And it was so simple. So if you missed that, it's it's the, 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 the layout is, I'm, I've done a horrible job of staying in touch. I'm sorry. I'll promise I'll do better. Just curious. What have you been up to? What projects are you working on? And is there anything I could do to help? Yeah. Let me know, please. Thanks, Mustafa. Thanks, yep. John. All right. Yep. Boom. Send. And the subject was, I'm such a slacker or, or, or your creative subject, right? Yeah. Be and creative then, with it, but, but have fun with it too. I mean, if that's a word you would never, ever use, then change it up a bit. But that, but you have to admit that's going to grab your attention. If you got an email that says, I'm such a slacker, you're going to open that. You're going to check it, check it out and see what's going on there. So but, someone is asking, uh, does it work with cold outreach? That probably wouldn't work for a cold outreach because you can't say I'm a slacker because I haven't stayed in touch with you when you don't even know that. Here's what I'm thinking. Okay. It would probably work on your contacts on LinkedIn that you haven't been in touch with. Yeah, you could do you that. You could say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could do it that way. There's now, if you got somebody, yeah, if you've got somebody that's cold, let's talk about that for a second. A cold connection, first and foremost, do not buy an import list. That's a bad thing. That, that there's bad, bad mojo that happens and you're, you're going to get a voodoo doll at some point. Um, do the right thing. And if you're going to reach out, whether it be email, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever it is, establish the connection and the relationship. I literally had somebody today. I, I love the fact that this happened today because I get to, to throw them under the bus because it was, you know, Hey, Eli, I see you're in digital marketing as well. How would you like to get two or three new booked, um, high qualified leads on your, on your calendar every single week? Uh, this is what my company does, and I can do it for you too. Let me know if you're interested, and I'll send you more info. I have no clue who this person is. I have no, never met them in any way, shape, or form. There is no relationship there. And if they had started with at least a, "Hey, Eli, I see we're part of a group together," or "Hey, I see we're you know we're similar," blah blah blah. We have friends connected. Something to establish the conversation first. We, that starts us having a relationship instead of immediately going for the juggler. And that's a big thing for me. And I know a lot of people that if you come at them like that, you're going to get nailed. Yeah. They'll just they'll block you just like that. But yeah. coming from a, you know, Hey, let's talk, let's start a conversation for me. I'll just have a conversation with somebody and I'll talk about maybe somebody that they were connected together or, Something, if I find somebody's a dog person, you know, we talked about that with Bob. That's one of the reasons Bob and I get along so well because we're both dog people. You know, find some commonality, something you can start a real human conversation with and then lead into that if it's the right fit. But out of the gate, it just doesn't work. It's people get yeah. people yeah. get pissed, really. Yeah, you got to warm up. Mm -hmm. So um, 
with our regular people on our list, mm -hmm. how do we follow up with them? Like, let's say I have a few thousand people or a few hundred people on my list. Okay. And I haven't, what's the best way to do the follow up? So, we talked about doing the personal stuff. Here's what I'm working. Here's what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. Is yeah. there another way to do it? And is there a way to automate this so it's done? So, so here's what I would do. And I've given you, I've already given you the basic overview of what to do. It's just a matter of putting the pieces in the right order. So, if you haven't stayed in touch with their list the way you should, start off with the I'm a slacker. Start there. Okay. And then it doesn't matter if they've responded or not. Then you can put them into the ultimate follow-up, as I call it, which is your, your general nurture backup stuff of the books, the recommendations, the tips, tricks, videos, stuff like that, and stay in touch with them. That can go across the board, whether they're a client or a prospect. It doesn't matter because you're just adding value. Okay. Then you talk about it differently. You can have a different form of conversation based on if somebody is a client or if somebody's a prospect. Obviously, if they're a prospect, you can warm them up to a sales conversation. And there's a hundred different ways you can do that. But always segre segregate things down. Segment things is the better word, sorry. Segment things down to who are prospects, who are clients. Because if you pitch a client on something they're already in, they will get annoyed and you look silly. So pay attention to that stuff. Those attention to detail points are night and day difference in the results you get. But you can literally have everybody in the same basic stuff. If I'm going to share a book with you, it doesn't matter if you're a referral partner, a casual acquaintance, a prospect, or a client. If that book has value, the book has value. So it's okay to send that to everybody. Yeah. As long as it's yeah. all, as long as it's a good fit for that group. Yeah, You know, I've so, like I do mostly business stuff because most of the people I'm associated with are entrepreneurs. And so there are certain you know, certain industries, depending on what it is, that they're not going to recommend business books because their clientele are consumers. That doesn't make sense to do that. Love it. Um, you talk about thinking in or about campaigns. What do you mean by that? So I, I touched a bit on this with the, what I, I call it the ultimate follow-up or AKA the eat like a tip by a bus campaign. Um, that is the think evergreen, think in processes. But I want you to think all of your communication like a campaign. Most people think strategic one-off situations. And what ends up happening is they write an email and then they send a blast to their list. And they write an email and send a blast to their list. Stop doing that. It's too much work. It's too hard. It's easy to forget. It's easy to get busy, get distracted. Things happen. Don't do it that way. Stop and think about campaigns. Maybe you have an event coming up. Sit down and put together all of the invitations that you're going to do for the next you know, six weeks put them all in place at one time. This one goes out today. This one goes out next week. This one goes out in, the, in seven more days. This one goes out three days after that. Be strategic about the timing. Think in campaigns. Also, remember, one touch doesn't do it any day anymore. You have to remind people. All of our media, all of our marketing tools whether it be email, Facebook, texting, LinkedIn, 
any of the stuff that's out there. I mean, more and more people are using like WhatsApp and Telegram for for messaging as well to communicate with their with their community. It doesn't matter what the medium is. We're getting bombarded by, you know, used to say 3000 messages a day. It's probably closer to 10 now. So you have to hit them more often, but you don't have to hit them so hard. That's the thing is it used to be, boom, this is really big over the top thing. But that was one of two emails they got that day. Of course, they're going to pay attention to it. When it's one of 200 emails, yeah, chances are they're going to skip it. So you got to remind them, you got to come back again. And so my, my recommendation is think multiple touches, multiple medium over multiple days and be strategic about it. That's where thinking in campaigns comes into play. When you do that, you get out of rush mode, you get out of fire mode, you get out of emergency mode. And it makes it so much easier when I have as a great example, when I, when I do a live event kind of situation, I used to do a lot of joint venture webinars with people where I would present my program to their audiences. I had it so strategic that it would take me 45 minutes, start to finish to create the landing page, all the emails, the entire campaign set up and ready to go and all the swipe file ready to that client, ready to go. Because I had it in a campaign. It was all scripted out. So I knew exactly what was going to happen. When, where, how, how often, time of day was important. Mm -hmm. All that stuff. That's what we're talking about here. Take the time to think it through and be more strategic instead of tactical. Yeah. Tactics yeah. will only get you so far. Love it. So I'm thinking be... Think back, sit back, think about it, and don't be spontaneous about mm -hmm. this kind of things. Like, yeah. oh, I got to do this right now. And then do it and then forget about the rest of this stuff. Like, lay it out, yeah. run it out, put it on paper. It's a yeah. lot easier. People think it's hard, but it's actually a lot easier when you plan it out and you decide yeah. what you're going to do when you think it through, actually think it through, think about your customers, what they're expecting. And then when you do it, you'll see more results and it's... Yeah. But the spontaneous stuff doesn't produce a lot of results. Yeah. And let me, let me add something to that because I think it's really important because I'm, I'm sure you've got, you've got people that are a bit on the higher level of, they've got the software, they've got the technology, whether it be, you know, Infusionsoft slash keep or active campaign or whatever, yeah. as you're starting to do this stuff, when I talk about being strategic, one of the most powerful things and the best thing you can do, plan it all first Create all your stuff, all write all your emails in a Google Doc. And one email per document, by the way, it helps keep things very linear so you don't screw it up. Okay? Because we're humans, we make mistakes. So eliminate the, the friction that's going to screw things up. One document for one email, one, multiple documents. Take your, what's your landing page going to look like? Write all the copy for the landing page. Each of those emails, I should say, here's a subject, here's who it goes to, here's when it goes out. And you plan every piece of that before you ever touch your software. Get it all ready to go because then when you get in your software, it's like copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, and you're going to be fast with it. Love it. Eli, please tell us about your um, gift, uh, the follow-up blueprint. 
Yeah, so this is something that I, I originally put together ages ago from a standpoint of networking, face-to-face -face networking. Now, the world has changed so much since then. So I've revamped it. I updated it a little while ago. <laughs> and because of everything that happened in 2020, I also created a mini course that actually goes with it for how to network online. It's how to network in an online world. And so this is something that I love to give away as a get you started. You know, you've got, you're meeting people. You should be meeting people. Conversations lead to sales. If you're not having the conversation, you'll never get the sale. And so the way you connect with people and follow up after that initial in-person or fit or virtual handshake is night and day difference. That's what's going to make the difference for you. And so the follow-up blueprint is, is a guide to give you the ideas of what to do, how often, how to connect with them in different media, stuff like that. And then the online world actually is a video series that I put together. It's a very short thing. It's a mini course that is part of it now. I just added it to it for the simple fact of we need to know how to network properly in the digital world as opposed to the physical world because we, we've got both now. And sometimes, I mean, I just spoke for a group in the UK this morning. And it was, it was a blast. I just connected and I've got people booked on my calendar to talk to them for next week that came from this particular event that came from another event that I, I was a guest speaker at for another event about two months ago. And that was also based in the UK. Um, or no, they were based in Sweden actually. And so we are in this virtual world. We need to have that same type of personalized touch communication. And so that's what the, the follow-up blueprint is really about. And then we talk about how to find those connections in more of the online society. Love it. So again, if you're watching or listening, make sure you go to elispeaks.com forward slash daily confidence and download the follow-up blueprint, right? Yep. And uh, go through it, take a look. And I actually just signed up for it myself. I'm waiting for it to, to see it. Cool. And uh, I'm going to start applying and I'm going to start implementing what Eli talks about, because my business is all about follow-up as well. Yeah. So I need to know the follow-up blueprint. I'd love to see. And you know how we are all usually, most marketers are like cobblers with no shoes. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, I, I, I'm more certainly have areas where I can improve my own follow-up, yeah. right? Like we do done for you follow-ups through phone calls for our people yeah. and our customers. But I'm pretty sure there are things that I could do to improve my own follow-up systems for a fact. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to um, downloading that. And now, Eli, let, yeah, me, let me talk to that for just a second. Because the cool thing about it is like I do a lot of the automation and the email side of things from the follow-up process. But like what you're doing is you're adding in the follow-up phone calls for you know your clients. And how do you build a better relationship with those clients? Well, a phone call is the easiest way to do that. And most people skip that altogether. You know, when I when I work with my my clients, we build this in. I'm like, okay, are are you willing to pick up the phone and call people and touch base with them? Because if you are, it's going to be a lot more powerful. Let's add this to the mix. So the system provides the task for whoever's going to make that phone call to do it on a certain date, a certain time. Nothing Absolutely. better than sending an email that says, Hey, I wanted to check in with you and see how things are going. And then getting a phone call an hour later, this is, Hey, I just sent an email about this. I just want to check in and make sure you got the email and see if you had any questions. Your, your credibility 
is skyrocketed by doing something yeah. like that because it just doesn't happen. So one thing I'm going to add to my Infusionsoft campaign is for this very download that I that I mentioned, mm-hmm. simple retention formula checklist. We're going to add a create to set the system up to create a task for me to call them. Yep. Now say do the exact same thing that you just mentioned. That was another great go. thing for me. See, I told you I need I, I, I need improvements here and there, <laughs> right? This is the stuff I dig on all day long. So oh man, we could we talk. Have all kinds we of could fun. talk about this like for another week. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Right? Especially you with you, what you do and what I do, it, it uh, is such a natural. It complements each other perfectly. Yeah, like here's technology, here's human. We could do it together and like revolutionize your business. Yep, we'll be your revenue department. There we go. Right. <laughs> so let me ask you a few questions, and I know we're running out of time. Yep. What's a um, new thing you have tried recently? A new thing that I've tried recently. Um, you know what? Actually, here's a great one. So if you're in front of the computer a lot like I am, um, a friend of mine had actually recommended getting blue light filter glasses. And so I picked these up from Amazon and they fit over my regular glasses, which is great because, you know, without them, I can't see anything. And it is a night and day. If you're in front of the computer a lot, go to Amazon or wherever. I mean, th- these were like 22 bucks go pick up a, a set of these and, and use them. It will, the eye strain difference is amazing. Like usually by the end of the day, my eyes are just pulsing and yeah. this makes a huge difference. So love that it. is something new. I've had them for maybe two weeks. Love it. Love it. Love it. What are your favorite books of all time? The top two or three? Oh, favorite books of all time. Um, there's a couple of different ones with that. Um, I mean, obviously, the the basic Think and Grow Grow Rich, one of the best ones out there. Uh, The Myth of Multitasking by David Crenshaw is one of my all-time favorite books about um, the the myth of what multitasking is. We say we multitask. We're great at multitasking. Well, multitasking is not a real thing. It's called switch tasking, and it actually is less productive than it could possibly ever make you more productive. Uh, so that's it. another one. And then a one of my favorites for entrepreneurship as a whole is Me, Inc. by Gene Simmons. I think it's required reading for anybody who's an entrepreneur. Um, he talks about what it is like to truly be your own entity, your own, um, your own brand. And he's the epitome of the perfect capitalist. So I've, I highly recommend that. If you're, if you're in business, it's a must read. Love it. Love it. Love it. What's one advice that made a massive impact on your life or business? Oh, um, something that uh, there's so many of them. I think one, one thing that is, made a big impact in business or life. Or You don't have to do it all yourself. And I still struggle with that one. That's why I am a very big fan of automation for the simple fact that I don't have to do it all. My, my automatic robots do a bunch of it for me. Uh, you know, my, my keep or infusion soft, whichever name you want to call it. I, I say that it's worth two full-time employees to me. It actually does the work of two full-time employees. Uh, but you don't have to do everything manually. You don't have to do it all. And most importantly, it, it really does go, boil down to the relationships you meet because that is the most powerful thing. Love it. Uh, last question, Eli. Uh, if you had a Facebook ad or a Google ad where everyone on the internet could see your ad, what would your message be for people of earth? Uh, I think the most important thing is don't 
don't stress about doing everything, do the right things and spend the majority of your time meeting cool people. The majority of your time meeting cool people. Yeah. I have certainly done that over the past couple yeah. of months. Yeah, over the past two years, actually. Yeah. Well, and I have to. I have to actually give you a thanks. Um, I was gonna. I didn't even think about this at the the correlation at the time. You introduced somebody to me just recently, and that person introduced me to somebody else, which is the summit that I am speaking on coming up in a couple of weeks. Which is the person I was telling you about earlier, who said that they wanted to hear more about my my coaching program and booked a separate call. That I use that as an example. That all came from you. So I have to give you kudos and thank you for that. Awesome. Um, I want to do that because I was like, wait a minute. This is this is why the world turns this way. This everything that I talked about today is based around this. So let's give a real world example. And it was love it. You know, that is kind of I'm speaking at an event and um, have a new potential client purely because of the fact that you made one introduction to to me. And I was introduced to you by a mutual friend of ours. Absolutely. And it's like a never ending chain. Yeah. Right. You just keep doing that and people do that for you. And uh, and like you said, it's very important to mention this, that. I do it to Eli, introduce Eli, but I may not necessarily get an introduction back from Eli. Maybe I'll get it from someone else. Yeah, I'll, that's the go-giver. That's the yeah. go-giver. It's like, you don't know where it's going to come back from. It might come back in, in me sending a referral. It might be somebody else sending you a referral. It might be me coming up with a great idea that I'm like, hey, you know what? You should you should take this and run with it. It doesn't, it, you don't know how it's going to show up. Just know that it will. But it will and show up. And just knowing that in your heart is is super powerful. Love it. Eli, is there anything that you'd like to uh, share that we didn't get a chance to talk about? Um, you know, most importantly, I'll share one last little trick. It's it's a trick, but it's super, super, it's ridiculously obvious, but most people don't do it. I would love for everybody listening to this to connect with me, LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever, Met, but tell me what was your big thing and what did you take away from this? Okay. What was the nugget that you're going to take action on? And here's the secret to this is number one, I love hearing these things. That makes me feel good to know that I was able to help and hear the results from that. So that helps my ego. Let's not hide that part. But here's the most important thing. If you're going to connect with somebody in the virtual world, don't just hit that friend request button. Don't just hit that connect button. Send them a message that goes with it. Why are you connecting with them? If you if you heard somebody on a show like this, tell them that. If you found somebody that you wanted to reach out, you want to reach out to Bob Berg and just say, hey, I read your book. This is awesome. But don't just hit the button. Hit the button and send the message. You will stand out. Yeah. I get no less than 10 friend requests on Facebook every single day. Yeah. And usually two of them get answered. And those are the ones that stand out. The rest of them, yeah, when I find time down the road, eventually I'll get to them. Go Absolutely. do that. Yeah. When you add a message there, um, and it, it could be as little as taking a look at their profile and mentioning something personal about their profile that you might yeah. find in common. Yeah. Hey, I noticed we're both Doug lovers. Let's mm -hmm. chat. That's simple. That's not yeah. hard. Yeah, but it just gives you that extra touch that say, oh, oh, there's we have something in common. I'd like to accept the, you know, this person's request. Yeah. That actually yesterday I watched someone on a, on an interview on YouTube, found mm -hmm. the guy's a big shot actually, found him on LinkedIn, sent a message, and I said, 
I saw you on so-and-so's um, interview mm -hmm. on YouTube. Great job. Looking forward to connecting. Two seconds later, we're connected, right? Yep. And so it's not that hard. No, it's not. And it's and that's the best way because, you know, even people that are not as quote-unquote approachable celebrities are a lot more approachable than you would think. Yeah. But you got to do something to stand out. You got to make them actually think you're not just a crazy stalker. And if you could just say one little sentence of, you know, hey, this is, I saw you here. This is what impact it made. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Boom. You just stood out like that. Yeah. Simple. Simple. Yeah. yeah. Eli, thank you very much. This has been a in very interesting conversation. I love what we do. Obviously, I love what I do. You love what you do. <laughs> and I think we could do some magic together. Most the combination of follow-ups in different forms and automation and and, you know, doing the personal human touch makes magic. And <clears throat> my experience, well over 99% of people don't do any of that. Yep. Like I business. would agree 100% on that. Yep. Like most they do is they send an email newsletter on a weekly basis. And here's another <laughs> offer. Here's another offer. That's yep. not retention. That's not follow-up. Right? No. Um, and so, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure being here. I have, I, I mean, you could tell I have fun talking about this stuff. I absolutely. mean, you, you said it earlier, we could probably geek out on this all day long and absolutely. Um, at some point we will, we'll have to figure out, figure out a time to get together and get together in real person and maybe hang out. And I look forward to yeah, it. Do that. I look forward to it. So gang, if you're watching or listening as usual, please make sure you hit the like button. That really means a lot to me personally and to my guest. It tells me that you're watching and tells me that you did like it, right? Sometimes like, I see my own personal friends saying that they watch my show, but they don't like it. And I'm like, if you don't like it or comment, I don't know. I don't know if that meant something to you, right? So if you're watching, please leave a comment, you know, uh, like it and or share it if you care to with other people who could benefit from this conversation and uh, help people, you know, fix their follow-up problem. Um my name is Mustafa Hosseini. Thank you for joining us. And I look forward to seeing you guys on our next episode. Have a great week and we'll see you later. Thank Bye you, now. my friend. Bye-bye.